everyone, this is Jen Kesnick, and you're listening to UBU, and I'll be me. Um, today I have on Jane Simmons. Uh, Jane is the creative founder of the Empty Nest Handbook, a creative social media outlook which chronicles her journey of self-discovery to survive, thrive, and endure her empty nest. Hi, Jane. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy that you're here. Um, so I found you on Instagram, and I That's loved right. what you had to say. So I reached out to you, and I'm happy to say that you agreed to come on. And we talked back, I think, in August, right? Yeah. Sorry about my dog. Sorry about my dog. Connecting people, um, so it was. It's it's really nice to have people like you who um, hear the message I'm trying to put out there, and um, I, I really appreciate you having me on today. Yeah. So now you you've been married for 30 years, and you have three adult children. Um, That's right. How did this all come about? Well, um, without getting into too much detail, I'll just say that. Um, I anticipated the empty nest uh, probably, um, you know, several years before. I had a really good job um, that I was enjoying and that channeled sort of my inner creative person. And it just got to the point where I realized that it was seeping into my life in ways that um, I realized the time I had left with my youngest Um, I think it was her junior year when I had this sort of epiphany where I realized um, I need to shift gears here. Um, I made the decision to leave that job and spend her last year, her senior year in high school, at home. I knew that I wouldn't get that time back. So I stepped back from what I was doing, and I just focused on kind of digging in deep and really um, understanding who I was and what I wanted the next phase of my life to be. And I did. I took time to sort of journal and um, understand what, you know, what my gifts are, what my, I, I, like, I like to say passions, but it's just like, what am I good at? What do I like? What do I like to do? Yeah. I'm creative. Um, I'm a nurturer. I do have a background in nursing. I was an ICU nurse for 20 years. Um, And I'm a storyteller. I really, I love a good story. I love music. I love photography. And the job I actually had sort of allowed me to channel a lot of that. Um, But I just wasn't home. I wasn't present. So um, as I anticipated her leaving, I knew that I had to do something that, A, would sort of hold me accountable. I've realized... um, and I've realized even more since doing the Empty Nest Handbook that I need accountability in my life. Yeah. Um, so I'm like 398 days into this thing. I've been actually posting every single day for 398 days. So wow. pat, pat on my back. Yeah. Um, Stay consistent. I wanted, yeah. So I wanted to tell my story. I was hoping that in some way it might help someone else. Even yeah. if it helped one person. That's the nurture in me. And I also had this desire to let my kids know that I was going to be okay. Right. And I think that there's so many people, women especially, in our shoes who just don't even know where to begin. They don't even know how to take accountability and responsibility and figure out what it is they want. So it was brave of you to do the work to do that because it's work. 
it is work. Um, it pays off in, in dividends, though. And, you know, my overall message um, for those, you know, for, for whoever's listening today, if, if you are in the midst of your empty nest, in the early stages of your empty nest, or it's it's coming and looming out there, mm-hmm. um, I would just say, you know, try and dig in deep and really, you know, get to know yourself and really find what your gifts are. And it's not even something you have to be passionate about. Um, we use that word passion, we throw it around and it's all over my, <laughs> it's all over my Instagram account, but it really is about just what do you love? What are you really good at? Yeah. And, you know, you shared your story with me of how you started this whole podcast. Yeah. And so, you know, tell me if I'm off base here, but I think that you're probably the kind of person who really likes to talk to people. You're probably a very good listener. Um, the whole idea of I'll, I'll be me, you be you and I'll be me tells me that you really respect where people come from and there's no judgment there and you're really good at those things. So why not start a podcast? Yeah, I mean, thank you. you I appreciate it. Yeah, you've parlayed your gifts into what you're doing, your, your life. And um, that's what The Empty Nest was for me. I wanted to set an example for my kids because let's face it, my daughter was going to be going through probably one of the biggest changes in her life. And I wanted her to know that I was going to be okay. And I wanted to set that example for her. Um, and, um, she knows me very well and she was excited for me. Yeah. She has all, of, all of her friends at, at the school are, are following me, which is really kind of cute. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Well, also to show that the, you know, be an example as to like, you know, there's more out of life. Not that being a mom isn't the most awesome, wonderful thing, but like you're a person too. You're a human being with, you know, your own life. That's right. And we, we all, I mean, this is a tough time of life. I don't want to minimize that. Some people really get stuck and have a hard time. Um, and I don't, it, it is, it's, it's a loss and there's grief there, but it's also an opportunity it's a really exciting time of life to really do sort of this self-discovery of yeah. who you are and having the freedom to spend the time to do it. It's because without- it's happening. No matter what you do, this is happening. So you may as well embrace it and look for the opportunity, like you said. Yes. It does take work, though, and it's it's not easy. I no. mean, it really is something that you have to dedicate yourself to. Um, and I think a lot of times, I mean, at least the women that I run around with in social circles, social, is those first few months when you're in the empty nest, you're just trying to, like, get through your day. Some, some people are just trying to get through their day. Other people take off, and they're traveling everywhere. But through all of it, you know, take every opportunity and every day to as a lesson, like what can I learn about myself today and how to take that, put it into action and move forward. Right. Right. And what do you think resonates with your audience the most? Well, I accept the fact that I don't know everything. Um, I'm just going about my day and I'm writing about my experience and I'm not trying to be and pretend that to be something that I'm not. Right. It's just the story of my journey. Yeah. And and, and you're real and it's real and that comes across and anything, you know, then it's just, it's just authentic. 
Yeah, I want to be authentic, and I want to. I made a decision when I decided to do this that I was really going to have to accept the fact that I was going to have to put myself out there. Yep. Which is hard to do. I mean, I have women right here in town that are following me, mm-hmm. and I'm running into them at the produce section in the grocery store, <laughs> and I've just posted the. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I. And they're like, oh, are you going to cook dinner naked tonight, Jane? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, they're probably wondering that, too. Uh, That's great, Um, but I do... But I I felt like it's important... Yeah, it's important that the audience know I'm going this. This is real. This is raw. Um, I had one person say, love, motivate, remind One. So I accept the fact that I don't know everything, as I said. And um, I had one uh, one person who follows me reach out and say, um, she, this is a quote from her, I love the nice, gentle uh, motivation and reminder. There's no right way to do this. That's right. And we, we all experience lots of different emotions. Yep. So I feel like my journey is reaching women, and it, and it does bleed through and some of it you're going to relate to, some of it you're not, but I feel like people are taking, picking and choosing what it is that they do relate to and embracing it, which is all I could ever hope for. Um, I think that um, there have been followers who have reached out to me more recently because they've discovered and found me. If they've hashtag empty nest, yeah, I come up. And there's a lot of women that were going through what I went through last year that reached out to me and direct messaged me, thanking me. And I like, love that I went, you and Jan Crable are connected. Uh, and I love Jan. Oh, my gosh. She's she's the best. The, yeah, the, the whole mom, post-mom syndrome. If you haven't if you haven't checked out Jan's work, if you're listening, Jan Crable, she's, she's just a beautiful being. Yeah. Um, now you narrate in real time, like so, like you said, you're up to three hundred day three hundred and ninety eight. So, yeah. <laughs> you know how I'm sure things have come up for you that have been unexpected by that. You know, like can you tell yeah. us more about being narrated in real time? Yeah, I mean, I every day. Um, I, I guess when I first started this, I just thought, oh, I'll just think of something to do that day, whatever, whatever the spirit moves me to do. But I realized early on that to get a post up every day, um, I had to kind of make things a little bit easier for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I have sort of a, a formulaic way of working through my week. And it's actually been wonderful, uh, at least on my path of self-discovery. I set an intention every week, and that's what I focus on for the week. So the importance of setting an intention is something that I didn't totally unexpected to me that this is the way this thing would would sort of work out yeah. um so that came and it just has been um it's just been a really wonderful way to sort of uh, set a goal for myself do a little bit of research do some reading um and try and find a way try and find my voice where I can connect that uh to what somebody else might be going through yeah um the other blow away is just the scope of what I've done. I thought I'm going to do this for a year and see where it takes me. And I reached out to a few people randomly in my audience and asked them if, you know, if they wanted to hear more and if so, what did they want to hear? And, um, everyone was like, Oh, I don't want you to stop this. This is so good. Just keep going. My kids were encouraging me to keep going. My husband who has been an amazing support 
system for me said, you got to keep going with this. Well, I love um, your, your relationship that you portray through Instagram, um, with your husband, Rob. Yeah. So you've been yeah. together for 30 years and obviously married for 30 years together for longer, but, yeah. um, you seem to just have like a great friendship and a great connection. We do. We do. And I, we wouldn't be able to finish this, uh, time together without me, you know, huge shout out to Rob because <laughs> that's nice. That was, yeah. I think that was the other thing that I didn't expect. Um, he and I handle things very differently. We have a pretty traditional, um, I tend to approach things much more for, from an emotional angle. He's much more rational about things, mm -hmm. but it doesn't take away from the fact that he went through his own sort of loss as sure. well. Yeah. And I honestly believe that the way he, um, the way he coped with that was in pouring his energy into what I was doing. Yeah. And it actually, he's been such a huge support to me. And he, um, you know, has, I think we've just grown closer because I've been so vulnerable in my posts that he, we've gotten to know each other better. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sparked conversation that never happened before. We laugh about things that we never laughed about before. Um, we are best friends. We've always have been, um, married for 30 years, knew him five or six years before that. So over more than over half of my life, right. this guy has been in the picture. Um, but he poured his energy and his coping was, um, his effort in supporting me and we've grown stronger as a result. That's great. Um, and and that comes across, you know, the way you speak of him, even on this podcast right now is just, you know, it's very loving. So it's nice. Yeah. And that's, well, a, that's a huge perk for an empty nester to have a good partner. Absolutely. Um, I, I do think that there are cases where, um, you know, people are in situations where that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And so I would encourage them to find just someone, a significant other who is either going through the same stage or I always find I get the best advice from people who have been through something that I'm going through a, a few years ago. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're just wise beyond the year. So yeah. I encourage people to just find people with like minds. Um, it could be a best friend. It could be your mother. Yeah. Um, and just uh, tap into, be vulnerable and just tell them how you're feeling. I think it's really important to go there. I yeah, really and I think that, you know, as Brene Brown always talks about, you know, the bravest thing you could ever do is be vulnerable. You know, go show your belly and, you know, just put yourself out there because people are so afraid to do that. But it's really freeing once you do. Yeah, and I think I, this has come through in several of my posts that it's really important to lean into the feelings that you're having. And part of that is to be patient with yourself and know that they're there. Mm -hmm. Not every day is going to be, you know, you're sad and you want to, you know, curl up on the couch and watch Netflix all day. But there are going to be days like that. And you need to be honest with yourself and trust yourself and then find people who you also can trust and yeah. share your grief with honestly. I agree. I agree. And, you know, you also went through something tremendous this year, the loss of your mother. And yeah. that is, you know, pair that with the empty nest. And that's very difficult. Yeah. You know, I guess now that I'm like seven months out from my mom passing, I've really thought a lot and I've read a lot um, 
mostly to help my dad who is grieving, but also to help myself, just this whole idea of loss. And I do think that throughout our life, we are exposed to these feelings that surface um, at the time of emptiness or at the loss of a loss of a loved one. But it starts back when you put your first kid on the bus for kindergarten. Sure. I mean, did you well up with tears? Hello. Yeah. I did. Um, and there's moments after moments after moment like that in your life where you experience that. My oldest son went away um, to a private school. Uh, he made the decision to leave home at 16. Mm-hmm. And he went to the school in Pennsylvania. We live in, um, in the Boston area. And it just about, that was my, that was like my real feeling of what that loss is like. And so that my second son leaving, it was a different kind of feeling of loss. I felt bad for my daughter because she was going to be an only child. Um, and then my last one leaving. And I feel like all these things have sort of prepared me for the loss of my mom. Now, I will say, there's nothing like losing your mom. And there's really nothing that can prepare you for it. But some of the feelings I had were familiar to me. And because they were familiar, I knew that they weren't always going to be there because they're feelings. Feelings you kind of have, and then they come and go. Yep. Just like the waves of the ocean kind of come and go. It's ebbs and flows. Um, I agree. I do think that um, leaving, letting our kids go, it's the only time when we are actively helping someone that we love to walk out the door. Well, that's the thing. And, the goal and, is to you know yes. raise these empathetic, you know, upstanding citizens, and then we do, and we're like, but wait, where are you going? <laughs> right. Even and though so, this is what we're and, trying and, yeah. for. Yeah, and and in doing it, you're giving them the biggest gift you could possibly give them, and you anticipate that loss. I didn't with my mom. I didn't anticipate the loss. It kind of broadsided me, and, you know, it's it's been hard, but I also realized that I'm stronger than I ever thought I was. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely have an ability to um, bounce back. I'm very resilient. I feel like it's a strength of mine, and I've also feel like for better or for worse, I now have a voice to pay it forward for someone that might be going through the same thing. I will never look to someone that's lost their mom. I will never, ever, ever look at that the same way Yeah, as I did before I lost my mom. No, you don't, you don't know until you're in those shoes. How are you supposed to know? Yeah. How are you supposed to know? But if I can help someone, through that and just share with them what my story was, what my challenges were. Um, I've told many people that um, there are moments after you lose someone like your mom, when I lost my mom, that just come flooding back and actually haunt you. You know, if someone, it takes a long time for them to pass, you have like these things, these images that come into your head, you have regret, you have all these things and you don't know where to put them. And I would just say for me, it was about sitting with them and and sitting in prayer a lot of the time. My mom was a big Jesus calling person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone in your audience has that book, but it carried me through the days 
right after she died. It was something she read every day, and I have brought that into my practice, nice. my morning practice every day. So do you do you, you have a morning practice every day? Do you meditate? What's your practice? Well, um, I, you know, I don't meditate in the traditional sense of, like, sitting down and um, on a pillow and, you know, with my arms at my sides yeah. and oming and all that. But <laughs> I do sit, I read the... Uh, the daily devotional every day from Jesus Calling, and um, I sit with it, and I just try and absorb um, how I can bring that message into my life for the day. That sounds and, great. Yeah, it's a very peaceful feeling, and it makes, it really helps for me to feel close to my mom. It was something that she did every day, so when I do it, I feel very, very close to her, and that's kind of my, you know, that's my ritual, my meditation, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and that is, you know, everyone I speak to that is in our, you know, kind of shoes, um, they all say to, you know, be a successful human being when you're going through something, sit quietly, but have a daily practice. The daily practice is the key. I think daily practice, and I think starting off in the morning with it for me, um, it sort of sets the tone for the rest of the day. Yeah, and if like you, who cares what it looks like? You know, you don't have to light a candle and sit cross-legged. You know, it's like what you right. said. You just take a few minutes to reflect and start. Yeah, and focus on something outside of yourself. I think it's really important to get out of your own head. I, agree. I also, um, after I, I lay my worries out for the, you know, I, I, I tend to be a worrier. I think I, I've learned that about myself. That was sort of something that I didn't expect. Um, in the empty nest is I worry about things and I would worry all day about them. And I just decided in the morning, I lay the worries out, I just lay them out. And I say, this is where they're going to stay for the day. And, you know, it's a practice because they would, in the beginning, when I first started doing this, they would creep in throughout the day. And I'd be like, no, you're on the back, you're on the back porch. You're not here right now with me in the car. So I'm not going to think about you right now, but it has really helped. Well, that's, I feel like that's the same as staying present. You're not thinking about the past. You're not worrying about the future. You're just right here, right now. Or worrying about something that's probably never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, I was putting a lot of energy into that. And um, I've gotten really a lot better at trying to quiet that voice. That's great. That's really great. Um, Now, what are some practical things that you can recommend for a new empty nester? Well, uh, the journaling for me um, has been really tremendously helpful. I don't know that it's for everybody. Um, I do it on my computer. I don't like to handwrite. So I just type out, often it'll just be a couple sentences for the day. But what's really interesting is when you go back and you read, you, you can reflect back on um, how far you've come. Yeah. Or it'll remind you of things that you wanted to work on that maybe you forgot. So it brings some things back up to the surface. And maybe they're not even relevant anymore and you can just throw them away. But maybe they are and you say, hey, I was going to do that and it holds you accountable. So I think journaling is really a great way to sort of um, put your thoughts down and and then see growth. Yes. And I think growth is important when you're in the empty nest because day one is a lot different than day 393 yeah. 398 I can tell you yeah um and I even take daily notes like right in on my phone in the notes section yeah you know just I a couple of lines and or things that I that you know pop into my head and I want to remember it um, um yeah I, I, I also think that um, before you send your kids off or even after they've gone, it's important to um, create a connection with them. And so um, 
before my daughter left for college, I kind of read through all my journaling for the year, and I ended up compiling a very short but sweet letter to her, um, just kind of summarizing what that last year of being with her and leaving my job meant to me. That's nice. Yeah, and she read that, and then I also made uh, an effort to um, leave stuff behind. A lot of it was humorous. Um, things like, you know, a magnet that said, call your mother, she worries kind of stuff. (laughs) And she would find this stuff. Some of it was in her drawer. Some of it was hidden. Some of it was out there. And then she would text me and she'd be like, mom, I just found this. And so it just makes you feel connected to them because they're not going to be asking you about drop ad necessarily. Like what courses should I take? But they might, if you're there and present with them in a way that you're not there and present with them. Yeah you might actually hear from them. Um, and, um, again, leaning into your feelings and knowing that there will be days that you're not going to be filling up to everything. I would recommend not overloading your schedule in the beginning and to give yourself and be patient with yourself that maybe all the things that you necessarily set out to do, you may not feel up to doing them and that's okay. Yeah. There's plenty of time, lots to look forward to. Time to Um, just be. Yeah. Time to just be. Um, I also think that um, that all of the things that you're feeling that you're going through and the newness of it all and the loss and the grief, recognizing that maybe your child might be going through some of the same feelings. And I don't say this with the intention to give moms more to worry about because right. <laughs> that, that can totally add to your grief. But um, I always, again, try to remember that in being strong and pushing through my days, I was setting an example for my child and when they, you know, you get that call like, you know, two or three weeks into school that they're homesick yeah. and they want, and they want to come home. And I think I did a post on this and what do you say? You know, what do you say? Yes, you can come home. I think getting them to lean into their feelings yeah. and also understanding that they're not alone in their feelings. Everyone's kind of putting on a happy face, but a lot of kids are feeling what they're feeling. They're not alone. Um, I think is a better message to send. And in doing that, it actually empowers you to yeah. work through and resist the urge to say, Oh, thank God. Of course you can come home. <laughs> yeah. And I think probably the most important thing is, um, I have found this in throughout my life, but the kid in the emptiness is again, get to know yourself and know what your gifts are. I'm a nurturer. I'm a storyteller. I am a creative person and I have the emptiness handbook. It really is my way to be useful and finding my purpose in life. Um, it's taking what I love and putting it into action. It's reaching others. And I think doing that and, and, and taking the time to figure out what that is, um, and be, the best therapy you could possibly have. Yeah. Um, and then with that, you, you know, a lot of times people at this stage of the game have to reconnect with their spouse. I mean, I remember when, when our youngest left, you know, Mark and I were like, okay, this is where the rubber meets the road. Do we still like each other? Cause now it's just me and you. And you know, yeah. we were lucky that we found out we did, but you know, how do you, you know, give advice on reconnecting with your spouse? Yeah, I think it's it's probably one of those things that it, it does take effort. Um, my husband and I just both started new jobs, and um, we both kind of 
both went outside of our comfort zones a little bit. And, um, that's cool at this stage of the game, you know, it is, it is cool. And it's another thing that just sort of has fueled the relationship in a way that we are supportive of one another. And And it makes things exciting and things to look forward to because, you know, you don't want to just be like, well, I guess we have nothing else to look forward to till we have grandchildren. You know, it's like, we still have life to live. Let's go. And we are, we've always been a pretty spontaneous couple. Um, so for instance, the day that we dropped my daughter off, um, last August, so a year ago, August, uh, we were, we moved her in and we're walking off campus and I turned to him and I said, I can't go home. I don't, I don't want to go home. We had plans. We dropped her off on a Thursday. We had plans to go away that weekend. We were going to go up to Bar Harbor, Maine. Uh We'd never been there before with the kids. So that was a good place to go. But there was Thursday night to deal with. And I was like, I can't go home. So he said, hold on a minute. He got on the phone. He found a hotel in downtown Boston. He called both of our boys, told them to meet us for dinner. He made a reservation. And I spent the night at the, you know, uh, down at the, uh, on the water on that night and didn't have to go home. Um, we were able to do that. Yeah. I mean, that is like, when was the last time I was able to do that without worry that something, you know, there was going to be some rager party here at my house. Oh, I know. So, um, take advantage of that. The, the, the idea that you can be spontaneous, um, reconnecting with friends and, um, and couples that we, you know, we like to socialize. And so it's been really, really fun to reconnect with couples and be able to stay out later than we normally would, Right. you know, Uber into the city and Uber out, Yeah. you know, just really, um, finding uh, common ground and yet also developing ourselves so that we can bring something back to the relationship. I had a friend, um, this was years ago. I was not married yet. She was newly married and had a couple of kids and she was in the throes of it. And she was a nursing friend of mine. And she gave me some of the best advice about marriage and connecting with your husband. She said, the marriage in and of itself is its own being. It's like a child that you need to nurture and take care of. So every day you have to get up and think about how I'm going to nurture that being. Yeah. And it's really true. It's a choice. It is a choice. And it's, it's with every single thing that you do. It's the food that you make. It's the, you know, it's just being thoughtful. It's, you know, so much more than what you think it is. Yeah. And communication for us has been, um, you know, it's always, was always about the kids through the kids, about the kids, around the kids. That's how we communicated. So it's really been trying to find our footing in how to best communicate to each other. And a lot of that is listening, like really listening to one another. And we've been working on that because that's something that I think we needed to work on. So we're, we're still trying to figure that out. We're getting better at it though. Yeah. That's great. That's amazing. Um, my husband, um, sent this quote to me this morning, knowing that I was going to do this podcast. Oh, Actually, it was my, my daughter that sent it and he wrote it to her as a Christmas present, but it's called your love is your life. And it says your love is what you will. Your will governs your thoughts. Your thoughts result in actions, your actions. What you do is your life. Love well, be well, love good, do good. Wow. And that's amazing. That's him in a nutshell, right there. That's, that's amazing. Rob. 
Well, yeah. I think if we lived next door to each other, we'd be best friends. I think so too. <laughs> and I just actually might have to, you're in New York, right? So I think we just have to come down to the Hamptons or wherever it is you are. So yeah. You play. Hey. We need to play. I went to high school in Brookline. I can come back for a weekend. Oh, you should do that. That'll be really fun. <laughs> I will. We should get Jan to come too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Jan, are you listening? You got to come. That'd be great. Awesome. So yeah. what's, what's next for you? You know, I, I don't, I'm not really sure yet. Um, Which is perfect. I, Who knows? Yeah, I think um, just the fact that I'm continuing with it. I do have some site sets to maybe get a Facebook page up. I originally thought that I was going to be blogging. Um, I thought, you know, I have a domain name and all that. And I thought, I, I thought oh, yeah, I'm going to be a blogger. But I'm actually thinking more podcast myself. I'm, I'm um, thinking be, you, you need a podcast for sure. Yeah, I'm thinking I do too. I'm <laughs> thinking about it. But, um, yeah, I think if I was going to do anything and take this to the next level, I think, um, you know, just similarly, people who are in recovery from addiction, they sort of, you know, they count their days of how long they've been sober. Or yeah. I mean, it's like a thing. Well, I think the empty nest, like counting the days for me has been a gift. Yeah. It's been a real gift. And I want to invite people to share their story with others wherever they are in the empty nest, you yeah. know, whether it's day one or where I'm at or even beyond. And you because can look over and say 398, look at all I've accomplished. Exactly. And, or, you know, the, just the wisdom that we have, yeah. you know, why reinvent the wheel? Let's tap into each other, our wisdom we've all been through. It's kind of like being, and I feel like this with my, the loss of my mom too. It's, it's part of like it being a part of a club that you never really wanted to get an invitation to, right? Um, necessarily, but you're there. Now you're so there. now you're there, and this is it. So what are you going to do with it? Yeah. How can we help each other? Because I think you know, there's a lot of really good people. If you if you are on Instagram, or even if you aren't, um, there's just a lot of people out there that are just really creatively finding ways to live their life, which I am completely inspired by. I am too. I feel like it's almost like a renaissance time where you know, like. You, all you hear is terrible things on, on the news or whatever, but really all I see is supportive, kind people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's true. There's a lot of really good people out there. And I appreciate what you're doing um, with your podcast because I think there is – everyone has a story to tell. Yeah. And – how they got to where they are and where it's taking them. And that's how we get to understand each other a little bit better, but just by listening to each other's stories. Yeah. I like, you know, I'm a big, I like to be inspired and the work you're doing and the people that I follow follow on Instagram inspire me. Yeah. I, I just, I'm fueled by that. Um, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, um, Jane, thank you so, so much for coming on and you can follow Jane on the empty nest handbook on Instagram. Yes. And I can't thank you enough for having me. You're so sweet to reach out. Oh yeah. Um, Well, come on, let's do it again. You know, like come on anytime. There's always things to talk about. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. Anytime. Invite me. Okay. Day day 700 and... 76. (laughs) Check back in. Uh, All right. Thanks a lot, Jane. Yep. You take care. Thanks, Thanks. Jen. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. So thank you so much for listening. Um, And if you like what you hear, you can go to iTunes and rate, review, all that good stuff. Um, So thanks again. Peace.